That's right. You're listening to another episode of Wet Laps. I'm your, <laughs> I'm your host. I'm your host, Grecian Cars. And we're here to talk about wet laps and spill things in our laps and then discuss how it feels. I'm here as ever with a very special guest, a returning guest this week, Dan, Dan the Dampness Dillard, who's here to share with me in this lap spilling moment. Uh, we have today a, we're going back to our roots, we have just some water, room temperature water. <laughs> room temperature water, and Dan, if you would like to just go ahead and pour that water into your lap. We can get the show started. Uh, Grecian, I actually came here today with a very important announcement. What's that? I have most recently learned that you do not have to pour liquids into your lap in order to experience the fullness and beauty of life. And so I am trying a new approach to living that I would like to tell our listeners about. That's that's very fast. That's very fascinating. I, I would say that the entire premise of our show is is the wet lap. So yes, I'm actually launching a brand new podcast today. It's called Dry Crotch, and um, it's where we don't spill water into our laps because why would we do that? Why would you ask me to do that? Well, this is an incredibly unfortunate. I I do wish your your agent would have let us know here at Wet Laps that you were going to derail our show, but. I am a very polite and famous podcast host, so we will carry on. Today, I do have the room temperature water in my lap. It is squishy. It is, uh, it, there's a fullness to it. There is a fullness to the feeling of having covered my entire denim lap in uh, room temperature tap water. This is, of course, Portland tap water. It is not fluoridated. <laughs> There is still a full glass of tap water in front of your recording station if you would like to go ahead and dispatch that liquid into your um, sort of 90 degree bent legs there. And then we can share in this moment. One of us has to go get the laundry during the commercial break. We can't both look like we fucking pissed ourselves. What are you doing to me, kid? So you're listening to everyone's a critic. The internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions. That's Jess. And that's Jonathan. Grecian. Grecian cars. And I guess I'm just going to go ahead and lay down on the floor for this one. So what we do here at Everyone's a Critic, we just have a good old time. We open every week we open the barn doors and we let them crazy animals out into the fields to graze and graze and graze. And what are they grazing on? They're grazing on reviews. We every week we pull reviews on topics that we think are gonna be interesting and or funny, sometimes neither, and we just let them animals just go nom 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 all over them little reviews, and then we share them with you and we share them with each other and we laugh at them. Uh, we don't tell each other before we start recording what those topics are gonna be. Uh, you are going first, so if you don't mind, I will go ahead and preview what I'm going to be bringing to the show. I would love that so much because I just have no idea what's happening. I wondered how long it would take you to come to grips. I I, I um, was like I longer was than be I thought, funny, but, you, you, but yeah, fuck. I was <laughs> I tried really hard to run with your bit and to play in your space. I do have a very wet lap right now. I just can't. Um, so for my for my segment, we are bringing a new recurring segment. So, uh, actually, 
being a new recurring segment, I will just introduce it later. But it's going to be good, and it's local to where we are, and I know you're going to fucking love it. Oh, that's exciting. I am also bringing a new recurring segment. This is going to be a good episode. So, the working title for this segment is An Atlas Obscured. (laughs) Obscured. Obscured. Let Let me give you that one one more time. Okay. So, the working title for this segment is An Atlas Obscured. Okay. And we are going to talk about roadside attractions. You know, I I have been putting off doing that topic for a while. Snatched. So yeah, I'm glad you snatched. It was it was it was a race all along. Whether or not we we never talked about it, but it was a race all along the whole time. Yeah. Um. And I our first topic is actually going to be a listener suggested topic. This comes from uh my my listening family in New England. Uh, we are going to start off by talking about the American Stonehenge. Oh, yeah, they were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, So the American Stonehenge is a site in New Hampshire that is claimed to be 4,000 years old. Its website says this, built by Native American culture or a migrant European population. No one knows for sure. A maze made of man-made chambers, walls, and ceremonial meeting places. At over 4,000 years old, American Stonehenge is most likely the oldest man-made construction in the United States. Okay, so it's not it's not like the the replica Parthenon in Nashville. They claim that it's like ge- a genuine sort of built by aliens Stonehenge. Yeah, various inscriptions have been inscriptions have been found throughout the site, including Ogham, Phoenician, and Iberian Punic script. So they are claiming that this is either a, a pre-Columbian European. Uh, explorers mm. or Native Americans, but who knows? <laughs> Do we have any like actual sort of founded research on this, or like any sort of? This is from their Wikipedia article. Oh, good. Stone structures scattered around roughly thirty acres within the town of Salem, New Hampshire, in the United States. It is open to the public for a fee as part of a recreational area, which includes snowshoe trails and an alpaca farm. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tourist attraction with particular, which particularly appeals to believers in the New Age systems. A number of hypotheses exist as to the origin and purpose of the structures. One viewpoint is a mixture of land use practices of local farmers in the 18th and 19th centuries and construction of structures by owner, owner William Goodwin in the 1930s. Some claim that the site has pre-Columbian European origin, but this is regarded as pseudo-archaeological or the result of an early 20th century hoax. Gotcha. Okay. Archaeologist David Starbuck has said that it is widely believed that Goodwin may have created much of what is visible at the site today. It's a good old-fashioned 1930s uh, sort of circus-esque scam. Yes. Okay. Excellent. And the best that the best that I can see is that there are it did used to be a quarry. There is evidence of like, you know, uh, stone cutting stone Mm -hmm. materials. But like, did they build a bunch of weird structures? Probably not. Is there actually Ogham like carvings? Probably not. Probably no Phoenician. Probably no Phoenician. Yeah. We're going to start out with a one-star review by uh, Dakar. Some of the structures are said to be a couple of hundred years old. I think all the structures are a couple of hundred years old. The stones used may be 4,000 years old, as stones usually are. (laughs) 
I mean, we're all stardust, baby. We're all stardust. We're all we're all cosmic whatnots that have just uh, you know come together. So, <laughs> I by that logic, shit, yeah, shit. You see a rock in the woods. You go to you go to your local park and you see a, you see a little pebble and you think shit. Aliens have been here. That could have been Phoenician. This one, yeah. Susan B <laughs> has this one star review. Won't be confused with England's Stonehenge. It's a nice walk through the woods, but not much more. Definitely not worth the money. There was a wedding taking place when we were there. We wondered why they chose that spot. <laughs> that is a very fair question. <laughs> very fair. Of all, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you, you do have your arches, your arch already there, which is nice. That's nice. You don't have to rent an arch it's already there and it's rock and if yeah. you're into the whole sort of prehistoric thing if that's like your aesthetic then you're good to go Basically. so i mean that's cool that's cool you can go with the whole like ringo star cave person thing it's a good theme for a wedding it's not a bad one for a wedding no Mm-mm. lots of lots of sort of grunting uh <laughs> meat meat big big old meats on on bones big, big old meats what? I mean, the dinner is just big old meats yeah. on, on bones. On of. bones. <laughs> anyway. Papa Bear Porridge has this one-star review. Something is not right here. Okay, so they do say that no one knows the true origins of this place. I would like to interject at this moment that I did receive a photo of the sign at the front of the park. The sign at the front of the park reads, Welcome to the Pope Road Nature Trail, which gets you Mm. to the place. While walking down our nature trail, you will learn about the several different cultures that may have lived here. May. So they Mm. never outright lie to you. Okay. They only speculate strongly. The conditionals are very important. (laughs) Okay. So they do say that no one knows the true origins of this place, but they would also have you believe it could be the only place where Vikings assimilated with American Indians. Only Vikings were metal workers, and all you see here are stones. What's missing is any artifacts, bones from the sacrifice table, or indeed any sign of the use of fire. It must have been utterly freezing up here in the winter. Snowshoes are offered if you choose to visit in the winter. The guidebook also alludes to quarrymen in the 1800s. I think these guys had a laugh creating the caves and nooks and crannies. As for the alignment (laughs) with various solstices and moon phases, well, I think you can line any rock up with anything on one particular day in one particular year. Finally, there were the alpacas. Seemingly incongruous with the woods of New Hampshire, the owner assured visitor after visitor with the same pat speech that alpacas actually originated from North America, not South America. We... (laughs) (laughs) Which for some reason to me struck me as the boldest claim of all the claims to make. Mm -hmm. We got... Our own back, though, my eight-year-old son declared in the gift shop in a very loud voice that a dollar fifty for a bottle of water, that's more than a bag of chips. The lady at the <laughs> counter looked quite nonplussed. <laughs> I just... <laughs> it was somehow more amusing to me that the owner of this attraction claims that alpacas came from north america yeah instead of south america and like that's that's the sticking point for me i like that they have they have the same the same approach 
to truth that like the founder of Mormonism did. Just like just say stuff and see what sticks. Yeah, at some point someone will believe you. Make it real patriotic. Actually, alpacas came from my backyard. Found them. So... First first ever alpacas are right here in New Hampshire. Yeah. Patty BF has this two-star review. It's not that I doubt the authenticity of the place. It's just that there have been no updates for so many years. The film where we were we were asked to sit through before the beginning of our tour was from 1993. That is more than 20 years. <laughs> then, when we went for our tour, we found almost unreadable papers that had been sandwiched between plexiglass for, well, probably for 20 years. This place was definitely not on my list of places to talk about when I get back home. <laughs> But it is on your list of places to talk about on the internet. On the internet. I don't understand. I feel like it it sounds like it's worth talking about. I don't (laughs) know why you got to be so mean about it. Just some good old-fashioned scamming. Some good old-fashioned hoaxing. Just hoaxing around. Everybody loves a good old-fashioned hoaxing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, in the 1930s, too, that's like, that's prime cut hoaxing. Yeah. Prime cut hoaxing days. No internet. No Wikipedia. Just... Yeah. Lying to folks. Yeah. Good old fashioned lying to folks. And all fairly innocent too. No like earth is flat bullshit. No, just just potentially Vikings or Druids were here. Yeah. 4,000 years cool ago. Cool stuff. Exciting yeah. stuff. No like Jesus rode dinosaurs bullshit. <laughs> just cool stuff. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Rob HN7543A0 has this three-star review. Don't go out of your way to see unless you've done your own research. Unless you've done a lot of your own research to understand what this place is and might be, it'll be tough to figure out when you get here. It is likely this is a Phoenician-built place, but it is difficult to see what its meaning and purpose is. Often there is no one here to guide you or tell you either. The insistence on it being Phoenician is also very funny to me. Right? Like, why? Why why Phoenician specifically? Why the Phoenicians? I mean, they would have come a long way. Quite. They would have come quite a ways to be here four thousand years ago and done nothing but put these stones on top of each other and then peace the fuck out. (laughs) Like that's it. We just came here to do this. One. (laughs) Somebody. Somebody sold the Phoenician people a very bad timeshare. Exactly, and And they were like, "Fine, we'll we'll just stack the rocks up." One of the alignment dates that uh like it's supposed to the sun's supposed to align with the rocks mm-hmm. is there's one on November 1st and one on February 1st of of the modern Georgian calendar mm-hmm. which of uh, the Phoenicians also used <laughs> um <laughs> so so open and shut case solved i mean solved okay i'm sure that they explain that away at the actual place yeah. but it's just humorous to me that they would line out of all the dates February 1st yeah I mean, that's a big one for a, like, og ham writing <laughs> cultures from 4,000 years ago. Um, <laughs> and we, I'm, I'm going to wrap up this first little uh, section with a, a real quick three-star review translated from German. Oh, good. This is from Hindle. The American likes to hyperbole. <laughs> Okay, well, A, we found our title. Uh, B, K, 
can we like new rule just end every segment with a German review? Can we? Yes, please. Because they're can all gonna please? they're all gonna sound the same. They're gonna be like two sentences, and it's gonna be very punctual. It's gonna be so super good. <laughs> Pretty much every German review I've read so far has just been a thesis statement. Because <laughs> who's got time to fuck around? Nobody in, in Germany. So I like that very much. Thank you. I like that very much. We're going to be having a very uh, sort of uh, road trip sightseeing themed episode. Because we're also doing a little bit of TripAdvisor for what I'm bringing. And I'm bringing a new recurring segment called... Where the Wild Things Are. (gasps) Caged. Oh. (laughs) Monkeys and goats and rabbits and whoop da doo 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 where the wild things are caged. So are we going to talk about zoos? We're going to talk about zoos. Yay! We're going to talk about the Oregon Zoo. Oh, shit. Okay. Which we went to recently. Yes! It's a very nice zoo. It is. I do want to go ahead and say the title, very funny. Not indicative of an ethical discussion that we're going to try to get into. I think zoos are mostly fine. I think the Oregon Zoo especially is very cool. They do. They attempt to rescue a lot of animals. They really yeah. focus on on animal rescue. Like ethically, they're pretty cool. As far as I know. I haven't done. I As far as we saw, it seemed like fine. But we're going to table the ethical conversation because it's got a lot of bits and bobs. A lot of bits, a lot of bits and bobs. We're going to table it permanently. Um, and we're just going to look at what some folks have to say. Basically, about- don't let your very first contact with us, listener, to be yelling at us about the zoo. Right. Please, don't do that to us, please. Never. Um, and so the Oregon Zoo, uh, we both thought it was very lovely. Mm-hmm. We took a friend, we took an out-of-town friend there. Super cool place. It's like 20 bucks for an adult, which is pretty fair for a zoo. It's I not th- bad. 20 bucks for a zoo visit's like pretty good. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And we're getting started today with a three-star review from Vermont 68. The monkeys were asleep. One star. That is sort of the the theme, yeah. Okay. Uh, Vermont 68 from Vermont. One star. One number three star. off. Three stars, sorry. Right? I'm so, I mean, why sorry, bother? Why, yeah, why bother? bother? Three stars. <laughs> Meh. Nothing to rave about. Although the tigers are beautiful, it is a zoo. Not one of the best. Pales compared to San Diego. Easy to take the train to it. And I, I thought oh, that's that, it. I, I thought this review was funny because it sounded very similar to a review that I wrote after our recent trip to Vermont. Yeah. I mean, very, I mean, I almost feel plagiarized because let me just read my review. Okay. Because okay. we, we just recently got back from Vermont. Yeah, uh, did we? Three okay. stars. Meh. Nothing to rave about. Although the trees are beautiful, it is a state. Not one of the best. Pales compared to California. It is easy to take a plane to it. <laughs> I, and it's funny to me to compare it to the, I mean of course the fucking San Diego Zoo's gonna be like you can't like that's the Cadillac of zoos you can't like come to yeah. a Volvo and be like Meh. it's not the San Diego Zoo it's not the San Diego Zoo it's not It's not a Bentley no I've been in a Bentley this isn't a Bentley this is, this is no Bentley and then the, the car dealer's like well I mean do you want to see a Bentley no, I can't afford a Bentley. No, 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 no. I live here. But this Hyundai is not a Bentley. It's not. This is a Hyundai. This, <laughs> this is an Elantra. And I'm just saying, Vermont, it is a state. It is a, it is a state. It is a state. Five stars. <gasps> oh, boy. Melissa B., don't go in the winter. 
90% of their animals are not out during the winter months. However, the otters were. They were so cute. It made the time I spent to the zoo that much better. Smiley face. Oh, five stars for otters. Yeah, I want to get some magnanimous moments in Thank here. Thank you. We've they got, just pepper them through. We've got a lot of magnanimous moments, yeah. Oh, good, because animals are so sweet and cute. I did, I did want to start with that before we got into the mean stuff. Just get some like good magnanimites coming in and just, you know, fucking Oregon Zoo. It's a, it's a really cool place. Mark Quixotic from County Londonbury, United Kingdom. Five stars. World class zoo. This is one of the good ones. <laughs> Humane, naturalistic enclosures for the animals, a staff who cares, easy navigation through the entire experience, and a sense of wonder and awe at the splendor of creation. And what I like about that review is that at the very end, we just decided to make a very clear, clear stance. Just, you know, sometimes you got to take a stand. Very humane, naturalistic, and the animals obviously designed by a creator. Yeah, intelligent design. Obviously intelligent design. We have a five-star review. <laughs> From iArt4u64k. Amazing. Thanks to Mystery Picks. Thanks, Daniel and the Lion's Den. Wow. So many animals and perfect place to read the Bible. Or to have a chill and experience. Or to get a great experience in 3D. What a mystery. Um... Huh. Well, uh, cool, I guess. I am curious as to what zoos you've been to that are not in 3D <laughs> is my question, I guess. They've mostly been doing Google Earth tours ah, or reviews of, of zoos. I see. Yeah, so. Google Earth is a terrible place to read the Bible. <laughs> I understand the problem now. Okay. You can't get the resolution. I mean, the I Bible know. is such tiny font. It is. They, they squeeze a lot into that one. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's a, it's a dense read. Hefty, hefty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have a four-star review. <laughs> we have a four-star review from who I'm going to dub the, the new king of magnanimites. Okay. We do not get more magnanimous than this particular magnanimite. Captain J, 2000 from Chicago. Four stars. Where is Sasquatch? What? I like the zoo for the surrounding area of it. It's like walking in the forest in some areas. And the elephant exhibit is really nice. It's a nice zoo to visit. With young kids, a good deal. They also give a discount for using public transportation. But you have to ask. And show your tickets. Then make sure they give you the discount. I suggested they have someone walk around off the main paths in the woods as Sasquatch. Parentheses Bigfoot. The zoo rep said it would be too hot. <laughs> Ugh. It would be an awesome experience for kids to spot Bigfoot in the woods. Uh, I mean, it, it would be. But do we really need to make Bigfoot the fucking Easter bunny? I just what like, a what a non fucking sequitur. Like what I just, um, this poor this poor zoologist has like spent the last three months writing their thesis on the evolutionary pattern of the bones of a specific breed of bird, like the foot just the one the one set of bones in this one set of birds the the foot bones mm -hmm. and they're this person's coming like just fucking trolloping up la 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 and they're like oh please ask me about the bones in this one kind of bird in its foot please, ask me come please on please ask me please ask, ask me about them foot bones i think y'all should have sasquatch up in here roaming around them woods scaring kids and i honestly i think it's polite 
I think it's really truly polite that the the zoo the zoologist just said I, I think it would be too hot. I think it would be too fucking hot. And not no. <laughs> no. <laughs> because I feel like that would have been my reply. Yeah, for real. No. <laughs> I I am paid entirely too little to answer that question, and I'm I'm paid nothing. I, I'm 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 an intern. This is I voluntary. Am not paid. This this is voluntary. Do you want to go buy like an elephant ear or something and get so the fuck away from anything? me? Anything? Do you want to go do it? You know what? If you want to put a Sasquatch costume on, you get in them woods. You you, you just go get those woods. You yeah, you go get them because <laughs> they are are not here. <laughs> Three stars from Marine Air Ten. Great zoo. I was a member of this zoo for almost 10 years, and I loved it. The basic membership is a wonderful bargain that permits numerous visits throughout the year with family and grandchildren. It includes a discount for food and shopping. The zoo is extremely clean and kid-friendly. I recently ended my membership, however, because the state of Oregon intends to charge a toll on interstate highways entering Oregon from Washington. This is clearly discrimination. What against who? <laughs> what? Against people who don't know how to use the word discrimination. I, evidently. <laughs> my my favorite part, I think the part that's easy to miss until you've read that review four or five times like I have, is is when you remember that they haven't put in a toll yet. No. That's like that's like years down the road as I understand it. It's like it's like going to be a while before they start doing the toll. But this individual's going to what? Boycott the state of Oregon? <laughs> like if you Is that the plan? If you're just bored with the zoo and you don't want to commute to it anymore, that's fine. You can just say I'm that. I'm sure Washington has a zoo. <laughs> right? Seattle maybe has a zoo? Probably, yeah. There's animals that live there. There's, I mean, you can go into the woods and find yourself a bear. Yeah. Take some pictures, put them on your Insta, whatever. You can put on a Sasquatch costume and go into the woods wherever you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Discrimination. Unbelievable. One star. Renee C. This zoo is pathetic. Do not waste your time going. Pathetic. Now that's an indictment. Pathetic. Total waste of money. Starting with the parking ripoff fees. $8 per day or $2 per hour scam. The zoo itself is the worst ever. If you can actually see animals, they are sleeping and hiding asleep. They actually looked sedated. They should close the place down and charge the zoo with animal cruelty. There is so much wrong with this place, I could go on writing for hours. You could not pay me to visit this dump again. They even have the nerve to charge people money for a sorry train ride and a kid's carousel. Do not waste your hard-earned money. You know what's curious to me? Yeah, please. Is in that whole little tirade they went on, they did not actually make any... Like uh, They they said how much the parking cost, and that was the only... A like f- factual claim that was the only claim they made that has any like backing that yeah. they could be like this is how much it costs and also yeah. do you really expect to go to a place like a zoo and not have to pay for parking <laughs> take public transportation <laughs> they'll give you a discount to take public transportation I just yeah. like of course you have to pay for parking it's 2019 I don't know what you expected 
Yeah. And then everything else is conjecture. But you could go on for hours with what? With more conjecture? Or with something real and valid? Something with any sort of fidelity at all? With, with all the ways that the animals behaving in a normal fashion constitutes cruelty. I just, sometimes I need a nap too. They actually looked sedated. Yeah. I, it, how many animals, how many exotic animals have you sedated, reviewer? Now, to be fair, when we were there, I did notice that all the sleeping animals did have about four or five tranquilizer darts sticking out of their just, butts. Just right in their butts. So that's that's pretty strong evidence. It's still conjecture. Still still conjecture. Still still not, guesswork. But it turns out to give the to put the animals down for their nap time, they do shoot them with trank darts over and over and over. And I mean, what I did think was weird is that when we were in the like lion enclosure and there was a guy there mm-hmm. just head to toe looking like Robin Williams and Night at the Museum <laughs> with his foot up on one of them. And I thought that was curious. That was weird. That part that was strange, but otherwise It was an, it was a weird power move. Yeah. Yeah. Very odd. Let me get fucking situated. As my pappy once said, (laughs) after the Battle of 1812, and he came home with two wooden legs. Let me get situated. And I wanted to play with him very badly. He said, let me get situated. And then took a big honk off his corncod pipe, and that was weird. (laughs) That was a weird thing. So, um... So uh, are you ready to stretch the meaning of roadside attraction? I, yeah, yes. Are you ready to just play with what roadside attraction can mean? Yeah. Is this going to be some Jordan Peele-esque Twilight Zone fun? I wish. Okay. We're just going to talk, we're, we're, we are going to go international. Oh, okay. I think this might be our first ever international topic. Uh, potentially. Okay, cool. Uh, well, except for Canada, which counts. That yeah yeah it does. Um, what did we do in Canada? Oh yeah, um, we, we did Taco Bell's in Saskatoon. Yeah, that was a good call. Which is a good topic. It's very good. Um, we're gonna talk about Stonehenge. <laughs> like actual, Stonehenge? like the real one. Okay, so we did the fakey fake. And now we're gonna do the really reals. Okay, awesome. We we did we did the Loch Ness monster of the Stonehenge. Now we'll yes. do the proper Nessie. Yes, I felt like I felt like it was appropriate. Mm. And we're going to start uh, with this one star review on TripAdvisor by so, Nausea K25. Apt name. Can, can we can we not do a bunch of one star reviews for Stonehenge? Rubbish. God damn it. What a load of rubbish. Firstly, it's 23 pounds per adult for entry, which is ridiculous for rocks. Previously, (laughs) it was a bit cheaper and simpler, but now they have built a new entrance and food court, which has made everything a lot more expensive. A small bottle of water is two pounds. One scoop of ice cream is two pounds 65. It's just an, it's all just extortion because it's the only thing for miles. You can see the rocks from the road. I suggest parking up somewhere and taking a picture. Management has this response. I'm sorry you thought your visit was rubbish. (laughs) 
light this motherfucker up. The entrance fee gives you entrance to the museum, special exhibition, shuttle bus, and monument field. It's in line with prices charged by other attractions in the country, and the money is used to help run the visitor center, which caters to more than 1.5 million visitors each year. English Heritage is a charity, and so any profit from Stonehenge is used to support it looking after more than 400 other places of historical importance, most of which are free to visit, but expensive to maintain. Therefore, we really appreciate everyone who comes to visit us, as we literally couldn't continue to care for our heritage without them. You could park up somewhere and take a picture from a distance, but we find people who do this and review it on TripAdvisor tend to be disappointed because they are missing out on all the historical context we provide that helps people bring life, color, and understanding to these rocks. Which is in quotes. God. Holy shit. <laughs> so what I'm learning. Killing it. When, when I learned, I was today years old when I learned mm. not to fuck with the, the, the English Heritage Society. Don't fuck with the English Heritage Society. Um, I, and what's, what, what I'm dis- what I find disappointing is that I had some good jokes. <laughs> I had I had some good Brexit related material for that one. But um the English Heritage Society did They I just took care of it for they, you? They've put me out of a job. Well, whoops. Yeah. And you know what? That's fine. They're doing a bit be- they did it better. Holy shit. <laughs> what a massacre. One star. Archman <sighs> five ten. Big rocks. Big rocks, beautiful location, and many people around taking pictures and loving the location of England's best. Management response. Did you mean to leave us just one star as it sounds like you enjoyed your visit to Stonehenge? I mean, they're really not letting up on anyone. They're really not. They're they're really not. That shit happens. Nope. How dare you? All right. So I want to place the English Heritage Society as what I found it on TripAdvisor, which is both having a point... And mildly unhinged. Yeah. Not to make a... No pun intended on that one. I mean, I would be... If if my job day in, day out was responding to people who give Stonehenge one star, I would lose my shit. I mean, what a a bad job. That's that's rough. That sucks. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Let's find out what other ravings they've got going on. One star. James C2128BD. Awful. Visited with my son on a motorcycle trip. Expensive. Expected. Crowded. Expected. Nowhere to put hats, bags, coats, etc. Unforgivable! I am a huge supporter of English heritage, but this is just one of the worst examples of cynical attractions extractions of cash I have ever visited a bus ride away from the stones you honestly get a better view from the road on the way by and without the queues and financial mugging honestly guys this monument belongs to the nation please stop squeezing the magic out of it and I mean to be it's they're so wrong because it's important that we have these sort of historical preservation societies because the druids did originally build a coat closet they did. Adjacent to Stonehenge they, out of other big rocks. And that famously in the 1960s was leveled, leveled. by vandals. Lost to time. Lost, lost in the blitz. Lost to time. In, yes, in the in the great blitz of 1965. Targeted by the Germans. <laughs> Shit, dog. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> they found out that Churchill's coat was in the coat closet and decided to bunker buster it. And just took it to the ground. So now we're just trying to we're just trying to preserve it. We're trying to preserve what's left. What's left? One star. Richard G. Will make you weep. The commercialization will make you weep. This site has been hit by many vandals over its 5,000-year history, but by far the worst have been English heritage. I brought my grandchildren in hope that some of the magic that was there in my last visit at the solstice of 1984 remained, and all I found was a dead sculpture locked in a zoo with camera-snapping tourists with no interest in the history or culture, surrounding the stones, blindly taking trout-pout photos for Facebook or Instagram. Trout-pout. So, so sad. Trout Pal, which yeah. I I love so much more than duck face. Oh my god, is that what it means? I'm pretty sure it means the like pouty inst like selfie face. Is that not way better? Like doing the washing up is better. Bin is better. Bin bag way better. Way better. And now they've given us trout pout. It's pretty damn good. They are so much better at saying basically everything except aluminum. <laughs> They're, they're dog shit at saying aluminum, but everything else, so much better. So much better. <laughs> We're going to read a five-star review. Are you ready for a five-star review? I'm ready. I don't know. what I mean, it's Stonehenge, so I guess the review is just going to say, it's Stonehenge. Uh, good job. Good job on Stonehenge. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's it. it just good job on Stonehenge um, <laughs> is the whole review. No. Okay. This is Sammy081Miss. I loved the layout of the cafe, but most of all, there was this ginger guy with loads of tattoos and a really amazing smile that served me coffee, really deep voice, which was an absolute dream, and his hair was curly, kind of golden ginger. Please tell him he made my trip 100 times more worthwhile. Thank you. I mean, Missed Connections would be the place you want to go for that. And I just, I wanted to put this out here because I have in the past gotten pretty upset with with men who have done this same thing to yeah. uh, who they presume are female identifying uh, wait staff. So I wanted to go ahead and lay that out here. Kind of creepy, huh? Little weird. It's weird. It, it feel it feels cute though. I don't know. I guess know. it feels cute, but it's maybe that's some biases. I don't know. It, but if that guy were on TripAdvisor and was just like, "Oh, well, that's in that's interesting," and maybe he would be flattered. Um, this I don't, is a I don't five... know if he's flattered being called a ginger twice. Twice. This is a five star review from Haley WC. Cute ginger literally has my heart. <laughs> So as great as the cafe was, there was a, the cutest guy who worked there. He was sort of a ginger, had tattoos, and was just the cutest guy in my opinion. It seems so silly and dumb to write this, but I'm shooting my shot here. I don't know if he or anyone who knows him will ever see this, but I never got his name, which makes me really sad. If you know who this cutie is, please let me know somehow. He really made my cafe experience so much better. Lol. Yeah. I, I generally think that double standard arguments are kind of bullshitty, but I do I do get your point. You know, and I, I don't It verges on the creepy. It verges like just it, it verges on the creepy that this this cafe worker has a following yeah. of people who post five star reviews for Stonehenge on TripAdvisor just to say didn't get his name. Like, but we also just don't yeah. I, I I just want to point it out because I think it would be so easy to be like, oh, that's so cute. And even if it was written in a similar way, 
and it was uh, the a gender yeah. role reversal, it could still potentially be like, oh, that's sweet. Like, but we don't know anything about like we don't know how we also don't. Does he identify as male? Is he is he into women? We don't know. Does so he have like six kids? Does he have six kids? Is he married? Like we don't know yeah. any of these things. So it's like just a little strange to me yeah. to be on TripAdvisor giving Stonehenge a five star review because you want the ginger's number. I, I'm, I'm mostly hung up on the fact that they continue to identify <laughs> this this person as a ginger, which as far as I know is still a pejorative. I think it's probably fine. I, I, I but it's often used as a pejorative. Yeah. Um we've got <laughs> one, <laughs> We have one more location after this, but I'm going to wrap up talking about the actual Stonehenge with a real life five-star review that is not about a a cafe barista. Okay. One this is this is my magnanimous moment for Stonehenge. Oh, thank one God. of life's must-do pilgrimages. I can't believe it's taken me until almost 42 to see Stonehenge. And even then, I only went because my partner was keen to visit. I expected to be underwhelmed. I'd been told you couldn't get up close anymore. And everyone's heard they're like the Mona Lisa. The legend is bigger than the thing itself. But actually, you get closer than you expect. And even though they aren't the skyscrapers I imagined as a kid, the rocks are still bloody massive. And it's improbable to imagine how they were hauled in position so long ago. Stonehenge is one of life's must-dos. It really was a thrill to finally see it. That's so lovely. Right? So I just wanted to leave us with that because I mostly picked reviews that were not about Stonehenge. So rosy and sweet, like a beautiful British trifle. Just mm, yeah, love it. Love. We have one more attraction. Oh, okay, Are good. you ready? Yeah. We're going to talk about Carhenge. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. And that, that's in uh, Texas, right? That Cadillac Ranch is in Texas. Carhenge is in Alliance, Nebraska. Okay, thank you for correcting me. Thank You're you, welcome. Thank you. Carhenge, for those of you who do not know, is a replica of Stonehenge made with antique cars. Um, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I have a two-star review from Carhenge was boring. <laughs> okay, well played, well played. I do not understand why anyone would want to see this monstrosity of a location. I would literally rather be tied to a chair with my eyelids taped up while I watch paint dry. Go do something better with your life. Like, I don't know, fall down the stairs. That's a magnanimous moment. Is it? That's very good. I mean, and I... I oh, okay. I, I have zero stake on in Carhenge. I feel like seeing cars arranged in a funny manner would be fun for like 10 minutes. I've got no stakes. I got no bones to pick with Carhenge, but damn. I, I, it's, it's just, it's very impassioned for something that is seemingly not hurting anyone. Yeah. Just compared to the reviews we normally get, yeah. you know, I love it when someone in this day and age is still able to be that succinct. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, just the brevity. Mmm, mmm, that tasty brevity. What a, what a rare treat these days. MBV9415 has this three-star review. If you can't afford to see the original. That's a weird way to put it, huh? Uh-huh. I have always wanted to see this place. Finally got to see it on a road trip to the Black Hills. Our exchange student has seen the real thing and thought this was a very cool rendition. Truly a part of roadside Americana. In, in the same way that you go see a Shakespeare play and they've like set it in 2040 or something. Yes. Okay. Or like it's, it's a film noir version of fucking Merchant of Venice. <laughs> you know, same thing. I get it. That's cool. That's cool. 
And I am going to wrap up this with a five-star review from Dr. Bunk from Perth, Australia. Nice. Here we go. Yes, it's a real thing. (laughs) From a mention in a Bruce Springsteen liner note to a feature in Atlas Obscuria, this landmark is not to be missed should you be anywhere in the northwest corner of Nebraska. You can look at a quick four-hour drive from Denver on the I-25 via Cheyenne, Wyoming, or an hour round-trip flight to Alliance Airport, but this is one destination that you'll want to take pics of to show your friends. It's not just the 39 automobiles at the site. Additional sculptures have been erected known as the Car Art Reserve. These have to be seen to be believed. The Car Art Reserve. The Car Art Reserve. So that's where that's where the the endangered car art gets to you know live and play and ha- and, and yeah the rest of their and, days you know yeah, they get yeah. to live out the rest of their days in peace okay so so when my car art i i just assume my parents lied to me when i was a kid and my car art died when they told me that it got to go to grandma's reserve but actually no. my car my car art's fine your car art lives still at the car art reserve in alliance nebraska it was a t-rex <laughs> it was a t-rex <laughs> I am, but that that's gonna do it for the first installment of an Atlas Obscured. And can I just say, I would very much like to see a film noir version of Merchant of Venice. I think that would be awesome. I think it'd be totally radical. So if uh, if Tom Hooper is out there, Tom Hooper is busy wrecking my life. So. I mean, Tom Hooper is out there. I don't know why I put it like that. He, he, <laughs> if he's out there, he's he, he's dressed up like the Sasquatch and he's running around the woods outside the Oregon Zoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, a better way for him to spend his time, um, which was an incredibly mean th- thing to say. Sorry, Tom Hooper. I'm not uh, sorry, Tom Hooper. Stop you, wrecking my life. You did cast Russell Crowe. We have some more reviews for the Oregon Zoo. Please tell me about them before I get heated. Um, speaking of getting heated, how would you like to play? Listeners, I think it's time for another episode of... Let me stop you right there. It's the hit game show, America's favorite new game show, where uh, I read a review and you pick the best place to stop that review when things just get a little too crazy. And most points goes to the best place to stop it. And if you don't stop it in time, the review will end and our podcast will die because it'll be really awkward. Okay. Can we clarify? Can we, before we jump into this, can we clarify the rules for this one? What if I stop you before the funniest point? You just don't get as many points. But then the listeners never get to hear the funniest point. That too. It's it's a very punishing game. Uh, okay, go ahead. We have a review from Ashley C., a Yelp elite user. <laughs> you can't use the real kazoo. That's not fair. Five stars. I love the Oregon Zoo. I think they do so amazing with the exhibits. They are always trying to find the best ways to make the animals as comfortable as possible. I know there are a lot of people that call a zoo jail for animals, but I don't feel like that is so here at the Oregon Zoo. The teams that work with the animals clearly love the animals. Most of the elephants were born there, so they don't know any different, and the ones that weren't were saved or rescued. The animals are playful and entertaining. They're just like us some days. Our good others are eh. But I really have not one reason to believe that they feel like they are in jail. Matter of fact, I think they're entertained by watching all the people and seeing how ridiculous some people are. You go, Oregon Zoo. 
and keep being you. I, I, I fucked it up. You missed it. I, you, you, you saw the window. You saw the window and you missed it. So what happens now? Do I get to be funny or do we just move on? Well, you can be funny, but the podcast is dead. Oh, okay. Do you think the animals like to watch us? <laughs> I think I think they do. I think I think the animals, you know, they sit around all day and then someone in a in a Colonel Sanders costume wanders up and it's like, that's made their day. That's the funniest thing they've seen all all year. Yeah. I somehow don't think that. You don't what do you think? Um, I just kind of feel like most of them don't give a shit. You feel like maybe most of them don't recognize what is or is not absurd behavior from a human being? Yeah, I kind of feel like they they don't have like a societal sense of what is beyond the norm. Uh-huh. Um, so it's curious that they would find it humorous. <laughs> okay, well, you're 0 for 1, but we're going to get that score up. We're going to get that score up. But the podcast is already dead. Uh, well, so are all my aspirations. Clear. Okay, we brought it back. We got a one-star review from Juju W, a Yelp elite user. I'm going to take the kazoo away from you. It's not fair. This must be one of the subpar zoos I've ever visited. Half of the exhibits were either under renov or missing or lacking. Like there's one sea otter, two giraffes, four elephants, hardly any birds, etc. The penguin building smelled fishy. Let me stop you right there. How many stars is this review? One star. You saw two giraffes? Yeah. Those are two stars by themselves. Yeah. One star per giraffe. You saw how many sea otters? One. Sounds like your life was improved by that. The The penguin house smelled like what? Fish. Oh, shit. Hey, what do penguins eat? Are you, are you asking me or Juju W? I'm, I, I'm asking Juju W via you, Jonathan, the podcast host. Okay. What do penguins eat? Okay, let me text Juju real quick. They say fish. Well, shit. <laughs> Did the lion enclosure smell like the blood of their enemies? Probably. That sounds like a five-star uh, fucking experience. Let me, let me text Juju. Oh no, they missed the, they missed the lions. Okay. They they didn't they couldn't find the lions. Okay. Yeah. Hey, is there a whole lot of signage saying that the zoo is currently under construction? There is. Oh. Huh. Funny. Funny. <laughs> We've got a two-star review. Okay. You good? I'm good. We've got a two-star review from Millie S. I recently visited the Oregon Zoo while on a date. We arrived as the zoo opened, him eager to see the bald eagles and me to see the elephants. We paid our $17.95 per person for admittance. We were off to a great start. The first few enclosures were as advertised. However, as we progressed, more and more of the animals appeared to have requested vacations at the same time. If I were to guess, I would say 80% of the exhibits were empty. The zoo was also under construction, with signs saying the exhibit would be back soon in 2020. I'm sorry to say I will likely be on a permanent vacation by 2020. Perhaps my children can walk me through in my urn at that point. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. Let me let's 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 breathe before we get dramatic. 
Uh-huh. What is going to stop this individual from going to the zoo at 2020? <laughs> they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be in an urn. They're going to have been cremated by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is interesting. It's it, it's a little dark. It's it's very quickly followed up by how they missed cocktail hour and they're sad about it. So They missed cocktail hour at the zoo? Yeah. Well, shit. Uh, we were also surprised to see that there were no food vendors open as 10:30 a.m. is my first scheduled cocktail hour. So Millie's killing it. Millie's killing it, A. B, you just, you can't get upset at a zoo for the animals not doing shit. Like, sometimes they're going to do shit. Sometimes they're going to take a nap. And that sucks. It's not, it doesn't feel great to pay nearly $20 to go see, like, a lion take a nap. But... Like that's I just feel like that's one of the things that you have to know. Like sometimes you just know sometimes animals yeah. take naps. The the animals get privacy. That's something they need and sometimes they use it. Sometimes they use it and we can't rate a whole zoo on whether or not the animal decided to hide under a rock. Or if you missed cocktail hour, which is a is at ten thirty AM. It, it is a real shame. Sometimes you gotta tie one on real early. I fuck yeah. Especially when you're Millie. We've got. We'll be dead by 2020, which is perplexing to me. <laughs> We've got a one-star review from James B. Been a while since I visited the zoo. It used to be easy to walk around the zoo, easy to find the animals you want to see. Well, not anymore. You have to walk through designated pathways of fake boulders and tunnels, making you feel like you're visiting a coal mine. When you want to leave, they force you through an area of vendors instead of allowing you to take a few steps up an existing stairway that has been blocked off. When watching the Birds of Prey show, the two presenters spent most of their time spewing out leftist, socialist propaganda about shade tree coffee, collectivism, it takes a village nonsense, instead of educating us about the life and talents of the birds. I witnessed many folks leaving the presentation, including myself. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. Yeah. How do you know they talked? They didn't talk about birds if you left. That's a fair point. Gotcha. 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 I the, just the last sentence at the end was "these are birds of prey." I just enjoy that that collectivism, the idea of working together as a team, as a village, as a unit, as a group. Exactly, it's leftist. It's leftist. Forget about it. It is. It it will lead to the destruction of mankind as we know it. It is. It is via the pork. Liberal propagand, and I will not have it in my life. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that is leftist propaganda. I'm. I'm just curious about this whole kind of deal. Yeah, it is curious. It's curious, like this one star review from M T. Now we have a bit of a difficulty spike here. This is a hard one. Stop torturing your guinea pigs so you can giggle while they fight for their lives. Zoos like yours are why people hate zoos. I felt like we needed to hear all of that. There was at no point I could have stopped you. We needed to hear all of that. So I refuse to take zero points for that one. Okay. Could you please read it again? Stop torturing. I'll try to, I'll try to read it a bit more. I'll, I'll, I'll get serious. I'll grim up. Stop tor- stop torturing your guinea pigs so you can giggle while they fight for their lives. Zoos like yours are why people hate zoos. Okay, okay. Because literally the only image I can conjure is guinea pig jousting. 
Like that's all I can like uh, a knight's tale. You remember yeah. that movie? Like literally that scene where is the only thing I can conjure, but mm-hmm. it's guinea pigs mm-hmm. on horseback riding towards each other with long uh, fucking sticks. It'd be like mole rat back or something. Or like squirrel back. Squirrel back. What is squirrel back? They'd be on squirrels. Oh, They're little guinea. You're oh, not about okay. a guinea pig on a fucking Clydesdale. They're on squirrels. <laughs> Just riding squirrels yeah. to to fight each other. You've got the first battalion of guinea pigs on their squirrels. They come in with their lances taking down the fucking naked mole rat army, right? And then, but they're they're getting slaughtered. They're getting flanked by the naked mole rats because naked mole rats, they can't see, but they can flank. <laughs> see, I'm imagining more like a, like a, like a ceremonial, jou- like this isn't a battle. Oh, I know. This is a, this is a joust. I know. I'm Little just saying. Little rabbits come out at the front and are like, sir guinea pig of... <laughs> Fluffinshire. <laughs> Fluffinshire. Do, 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 do. I'm just saying, but they they do. These are ceremonial because sometimes they get into wars. And I'm just saying you're getting flanked and they're getting surrounded. And then you got to call in the fucking cavalry. And what's the cavalry? Flying squirrels. Oh, shit. And they fly the flying squirrels down much like the griffins and eagles of Lord of the Rings. And they come down and they pick up Frodo, the little guinea pig, and carry him away. <laughs> we have a three-star review. From Erica Y. I am from New York City, and I give this zoo three stars. This zoo is small compared to the Bronx Zoo and the safari at Great Adventures in New Jersey. I didn't see many animals. However, I did come later in the day, which was near closing time. Some of the animals were resting or hiding, but it was actually kind of nice not having to wait in lines or deal with crowds. My friends and I walked through the zoo easily. It was also great because we didn't have to worry about other visitors photobombing our pictures. I will say that all the staff we encountered from the ticket booth guy to the girls at the elephant ear uh, stand to the ranger walking around at the zoo were all very nice and friendly. Let me stop you right there. Okay. Kind of sounds like you had a nice time. Kind of sounds like you had a nice time. Kind of sounds like you enjoyed yourself at the zoo. Kind of sounds like the faintest of praise that you enjoyed that there weren't crowds because this ho-dunk fucking backwoods zoo can't attract enough people. Oh, is that what is that what they're I'm implying? Pretty sure, like they, what they're saying was, I've got the Bronx Zoo. That's a zoo people actually go to. But I did appreciate that there weren't any asshole New Yorkers photobombing my pictures. I just feel like maybe we need to check our priorities before we leave a star rating on something. <laughs> I I maybe I maybe have never read a funnier first line than I am from New York City and I give this zoo three stars. I almost stopped you right there, but that was that was the idea. But 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 it, it also kind of sounds like they had a nice time. It sounds like they had a nice time. I'm from New York City and life is a gray blur. So three stars, hundred points, whatever, hundred points out of ten. Didn't even know that was possible. But you killed it. Would you like to cleanse your palate with a couple of magnanimous moments? I guess so. Would you like a couple of magnanimous moments? We got a five-star review from Ramy M. Cute animals. A variety of food options or snacks to choose from and a plethora of Pokestops slash Pokemon. What more could you ask for? I do sometimes wish some of the animals were easier to see or find. But what can you do? Just like the Pokemon. (laughs) I've never had an issue with parking. But maybe it just depends on the time of day you go. But even on a Saturday, it didn't seem impossible. I, I, I don't see that it is. We got one more magnanimous moment before we wrap up. 
This is a three-star review, it'll make sense, from Joyce Z, a Yelp Elite user. <laughs> Three stars. This is a pretty big zoo. I only wish the Africa exhibit wasn't under construction because I would have loved to see animals in that habitat. Located right on top of a Mac station, very convenient. I really don't know when is a good time to visit to avoid kids when it comes to a zoo because that was definitely a problem. Parentheses. Please don't hate me. Aww. Aww. <laughs> the problem is never the kids, though. The problem is the parents. There was a there was another review. It was a lovely... I didn't keep it because it was a little too long, but it was it was like two paragraphs of... I went when... Every time I seem to go, there's a field trip. The kids are rude. And the, the, the chaperones don't do anything. They're on their phones, and the kids are rude. They run around, and they suck. They, they suck ass. <laughs> Damn it. Can't say that about children. Um, so thank you. On that note. Fair. My pants are drying. They're mostly dry. I'm I'm very chapped, but mostly dry. Um, and that's you know, good. It's a good thing. If you would like to reach us, we are available on via email at forevercritic at gmail.com and on Twitter at critic everyone. Uh please, if you have the time. As much as I, I like to claim that reviews are meaningless and everything is shit, but if you would like to leave us a review because it, it matters to powers that be in publicizing a, uh, a podcast, so if you'd like to leave us a review, please mm. do so. But only us. Don't, don't, don't review the chilies down the street. They're fine. They're, the chilies is going to be fine. We just don't need to review everything willy-nilly. Smash that star button. Smash that share button. We still need a closing outro. We got one. Oh, yeah. What was it? I forgot. Something about cake. And as always, something about cake.